Think about that. Everybody think about this. It's something new and... Oh, you think you're better now because you're I'll be very honest with you. I think I just wanted to dive deep into something that a lot of people have been... Hello everybody, uh, Samuel Manyonde here. If you're wondering why I'm running out of breath, it's because I just stopped mid-workouts. I had an idea, and because I'm very impulsive and that's just how I work, uh, I decided I'm going to record this on my iPhone. I'm literally, I'm in WhatsApp voice notes right now, recording this to put it on the podcast later. Um, I've just been, I've been thinking a lot lately about the the blockchain technology and NFTs, and more so about the use cases and I think it's just, it's a very interesting space to be in as a 17-year-old kid in 2021. You know, um, the space, the landscape has just 100% completely shifted. What it means to be a teen in 2021 and more so what it means to be a teen with the internet in this day and age. I think the possibilities are endless and are limitless. Every day uh, since I started this podcast, I get a new reason that, you know, solidifies why I'm putting out audio content and why I'm going to be putting out video content on my social platforms. Um, You know, if you really think about NFTs, and for those of you who don't know, an NFT is a non-fungible token. Um, So let me just explain the difference between a fungible asset and a non-fungible asset. A fungible asset is something that can be replaced with something of the same value. So with that thing that has exact same value. So for example, uh, the dollar, uh, gold and stuff like that. And something non-fungible is something, uh, one of one, like, like a house or like a one of one art piece. The Mona Lisa is a non-fungible token. The home that you're using, the home with the Wi-Fi that you're using to listen to this podcast in is a non-fungible token. You yourself are a non-fungible token. Your career is a non-fungible token or non-fungible asset, so to say. So uh, for some of you that know the space um, and have heard about NFTs, you'll see that when it's being spoken about, it's usually in the context of digital art. And I've really just been trying to dive deep more into, into more use cases of how it could be used in the future. And one thing that I'm really starting to notice as I keep my ears to the ground, as I watch and as I read, is that... You know, NFTs are something, NFTs are inevitable. These, this is something that's going to be with us until, especially for people my age, until the day we die and everybody to come after that. Obviously, I can't speak to after we're no longer on the earth. But I think that, and I think I'm going to die at a good age of 95 plus. So I think until the day I see my deathbed, NFTs will always be a conversation as something on top of blockchain technology. And let me explain why I'm so convicted in that. For many years, many industries have had gatekeepers and what the internet has done and more so blockchain technology at scale is that it has removed the gatekeepers. For example, 30 years ago, I would have had to be on iHeartRadio. I would have had to be on Metro FM to deliver this podcast to you. But I'm sitting in my room, shirtless, looking at my laptop, trying to remember some of the things I'm trying to say and it's coming out to you in this form. And that's something that the blockchain technology and the internet has been able to do for us at scale. Um, You know, the people who build the biggest communities around their brand, around their product, around 
themselves as individuals will eventually be the most successful NFTs, from my humble opinion. As somebody, look, I don't think I'm overly qualified to speak on the topic, but it's a nuance. It's something that's pretty new to everybody. And um, as we discover more about this, I think anything that comes out adds to the conversation, such as what I'm doing right now. And I think the use cases go above just what the digital aspect of it is. Many people will try limited to, let's say, um, art or like music, but I think it will change the way that books are distributed. It's going to change people's lives and careers. I mean, I was on Twitter one day and um, uh, Gary V tweeted something and he, he said, I'm going to be in a, in a Zoom um, real soon. So me, me always like when you're in the early stages of anything like I am in my career, in my interest, everything is yes. So anywhere where I could get information, I just said yes. I waited until he started the Zoom. I joined, got some value out of that. But what was more interesting was after the Zoom, People congregated online, obviously, and started their own Zoom for about three to five more hours where we just talked about NFTs. And one thing that I realized the most is that, first of all, the projects that are coming out right now, I think are grossly overpriced. There's a lot of excitement and hype around this thing as an investment. And I think I'm trying right now to do my best to see, to see over and above this initial stage that we're in. Which means when the supply and demand eventually catches up, um, you know, you never know. I'm not too sure if if the the thing that's sold for ten million, twenty six million, a hundred thousand, fifty thousand is still gonna be worth the same amount. It might be because those were the pioneers of the you know, the whole NFT nuance, you know, that could be a, a major value prop. You never know. Just keeping my eyes peeled to every opportunity. Um, but, but yeah, like I was saying, I think coming back to use cases, I think what the blockchain technology and NFTs have done is they've created a digital medium to then sell non-digital things as well. Um, let me give an example of that. Somebody's whole career could be an NFT. And to explain a little bit more about that, like, think about this. You document the journey, like what I'm doing right now. You know, you could be 30 years old, you could be 40, whatever. I'm starting at 17. You document the journey of whatever it is that you're trying to do, your career. Maybe you're an entrepreneur, maybe you're an artist, maybe you're a painter. For God's sakes, maybe you paint with tomatoes. It doesn't matter what you do. And you say, I am banking on the fact that I am going to be X, Y, Z in the future. And because you've built a community of people who support that idea, they can buy into, okay, and in the smart contract, it says that um, you get 10% of this person's earnings. And that could be a valuable investment because in five years, 10%, it, it, it won't be 10% of a grape anymore. It'll be 10% of an apple and then 10% of a balloon-sized investment, if, if that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, I'm just, I'm just keeping my eyes peeled in this space. Very excited to see what's going to happen. You know, I think its arrival is inevitable. I really, really believe in what it's doing. The social good it's going to cause is absolutely amazing as well. Um, you know, the fact that as an artist, you could say now practically, mom, dad, I want to make music and I don't want to go through the establishment. I really do not feel that I need a record label. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to build community because ultimately the people with community will gain the most out of NFTs. 
also by providing access in their smart contracts. So I know, I know a lot of people might be thinking about it as if, okay, you sell this digital asset or this physical asset, asset that has been digitized or minted on the blockchain, and then you say, okay, that's, that's what it's worth, right? But I think it can go further beyond that. I think that um, it could be something more towards the inclination of, okay, so, okay, so instead of um, instead of me just selling a digital piece or a digital asset or something physical that I then somehow transcribe and make it digitized or like a house or whatever it is on the blockchain, which I also believe real estate will move to on the blockchain. I'm not saying that physical real estate is going to be dead. The fact that blockchain and NFTs are coming up doesn't mean that other things have to die. I think it's just another platform to ex- for it to exist upon. And I think it then becomes practical to say, okay, I'm going to sell this. Um, let's say you're an artist. I'm going to sell this song, but I'm not just simply selling it as an NFT. In the smart contract, I say, okay, when you buy the song as an NFT or this album or this album cover, what you'll get is six studio sessions with me um, throughout the year, whenever you want to. And we can have a sit down and you can come backstage um, for all my tours that I do um for the next five years or something or for life actually and that becomes something you know to add to the conversation something that can be a a value prop that adds to you know the demand of that person selling an nft uh still very early on very very early days super super keen to see what goes on you know, I mean, I was even talking to some people who are interested in this space and I'm hearing things like, oh, no, NFTs might fall flat on their face, which I really strongly believe against. But I want to have the conversation that is, listen, let's just say in some universe, NFTs end up falling flat on their face. Crypto ends up falling flat on its face. I think what people need to realize is that these are just two use cases on top of the blockchain technology. If by some miraculous force those things end up dying out, then fine. But just remember, we're in the very early days of this thing being a nuance and it, and it actually being something that is going to be used at a consumer level, at scale. You know, this is this feels like Internet 1996, <laughs> the very beginning days, right? Obviously, I wasn't alive, but I heard people talk about it. And, yeah, that's just where my opinion stands on it. I think it would be very interesting to hear in five years, looking back at this podcast, how my opinion would have changed on NFTs, on the blockchain. Who knows what we will have on top of those things. And um, I, think, I think it's something worthwhile to put the 80, 120, 50, 60 hours into really doing the research before you make a purchase, before you make an investment, or, or just to know, you know, just, just something to know, a nuance that you can say, I have my pulse on this. And um, I'm going to take, take you guys along on the ride, on the journey of what um, exactly that's going to entail for me. And, you know, if, if you have anything to say, please, on this topic or anything that I've mentioned in the past before, please feel more than free to hit me up on my Instagram. It's at wakeupkazen. Hit me up on my Twitter. It's at wakeupkazen. Um, Spotify, Kazen Plus One. Thank you, everybody, for tune, for tuning in. Um, and, yeah. Also, I'm going to expose something. I have a song. I have a song out on SoundCloud with about two plays. And I put it out just for fun, just because I love music with everything in me. I recorded it with <laughs> a really shitty microphone. Um, if 
if you want to listen to it, if you want to be one of the 0.1% of people who know that that's something that I have out, it's at it's on SoundCloud at I am Kazen. Um, just type that into the search bar. The song will pull up. It's called YSLs. And I think that's going to be something interesting. Thank you for the two people who've listened. <laughs> um, and yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, more to come. Way more to come. This is like, I think this is episode four out of a billion. And yeah, I really believe in voice. Really believe in blockchain. NFTs are here to stay. And I really appreciate your opinion. So please hit me up. Hit me up on Instagram. Hit me up on Twitter. Let's have a conversation. Mm-hmm.